first time when I got there, like, I couldn't even speak, I couldn't move, I just stood there for like 10 or 15 minutes. Your mind just blows and flies away, I don't know, like in another planet. It's a really unusual feeling when you see it for the first time. In the middle of a vast desert, in one of the least visited countries in the world, you'll find a 200-foot-wide hole. It's a hole that is filled with fire. And that fire, it's been burning for nearly 50 years. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going deep into Central Asia, to Turkmenistan, to visit a place I've been writing and thinking about for nearly a decade, and ask, what is this fire? Why won't it stop burning? And what is it like to be a tour guide to the gates of hell? More after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Picture a flat, sandy desert. And shining up out of a massive hole comes this strange, flickering red light. The hole is huge. At 60 meters across, you could comfortably lay the Leaning Tower of Pisa inside of it. And the flames reach temperatures of over 750 degrees. It hisses and smells weird, and supposedly desert spiders are attracted to the light and heat and throw themselves into the gates of hell. What is not to love? Because of it's inside the desert, it's very windy. But when you come closer, you may feel the very hot wind. It's really hot when you're very close to it. That is Sona Hidorova. Is that... Actually, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Yes, Sona. Sona, Sona, okay. Sona Hidorova. I'm from Turkmenistan, Ashgabat. We had to do our call over WhatsApp, so the audio is a little bit rough. But Sona knows all about the gates of hell. She's been there many, many times. From Ashgabat, we go there on a four-wheel uh, car. It's like three and a half uh, uh, hours to get there. Uh, you go through the Karakum Desert, through the sand. 
It's hard to get tons of solid evidence on, but the most accepted account of the creation of the gates of hell goes something like this. In 1971, Soviet petroleum geologists went out to the Karakum Desert to find natural gas. In Soviet time, there was a drilling in the middle of the Karakum Desert. But they set their drilling rig up over a massive underground gas cavern. And kaboom. It collapsed the ground beneath them, and their entire drilling rig fell in. But that was the least of their problems, because the hole was leaking natural gas. People afraid that they will get ill of that gas, and they just burned it. They thought that in a few days, in a few hours, it will burn out, but it didn't happen, it still burns. And this situation happened very close to the local desert village, which called Darvaza. Darvaza, a town whose name means gates. Add to that a giant burning hole, and you get Dozen Darvazaleri, or the gates of hell. And uh, full apologies to the entire Turkmen language for that pronunciation. So way back in 2009, more than a decade ago now, when Alice Obscura was just getting started, my co-founder Josh and I knew that there were certain places we had to add, and the gates of hell was one of them. We were kind of obsessed over the gates of hell. It was this incredible, strange place in this country that so few people visited. And eventually the gates of hell, it became a kind of shorthand for us. In tough moments, Josh and I would tell each other that someday we'll be having a beer at the edge of the gates of hell. Some people dream of hitting it big and getting a fancy suit or a nice car, Lamborghini or something. But going to the gates of hell was our Lamborghini. Though back then, there wasn't really anyone to help guide you there. And then, in 2019, things changed. We got in touch with Sona, and suddenly we were Googling what kind of local beer we were going to be bringing to the gates of hell. And Sona's one of just a small handful of tourist guides in Turkmenistan, and she was going to show us lots more than just the gates of hell. When I'm guiding, I don't show only the luxury place of Turkmenistan. Uh, we go to the uh, desert, we go to the local places, like local villages. We, I show how people uh, really live in Turkmenistan, not only in the big city, but in the, in the desert, in the small villages, in the small cities, the actual real life. Since the collapse of the USSR, Turkmenistan's been ruled by a quote-unquote, president for life. The previous president wrote an autobiography and then made it mandatory reading. He erected a $12 million golden statue of himself that rotated so it always faced the sun. He named a meteorite after himself. And he only stopped being president in 2006 because he died. The recent president isn't much different. And one of the effects of the autocratic government is its harsh visa policies. It's meant that Turkmenistan has been largely cut off from the world and from visitors. In fact, as I said before, Turkmenistan's one of the least visited countries in the world. For now, the approximately number of tourists coming to Turkmenistan is like 5,000 people in a year. For comparison, in 2017, the neighboring country of Georgia had more than 8 million people visit. 
I would like it to be at least one million because five thousand is very small number for the whole country. But over the last few years, tourism has begun to creep up bit by bit, and in part, it's because of people posting videos on social media of their visits to the gates of hell. Yeah, so the gates of hell. We're gonna. I'm gonna be sleeping here in a tent. There's, this is incredible. It's so beautiful. Whoa, it's huge. It looks like a meteor just hit the earth. Have you been there yourself? Yeah, very much. Like, I don't know. I don't count how much, but all the time when uh, tourists come, uh, we go there. It's like one of the must-see places. For the first 30 years of its existence, no one paid much attention to the gates of hell. But now, as Turkmenistan's official state committee of tourism has said, the burning crater is attracting more and more interest every year, especially among foreign tourists. Somehow, improbably, this huge flaming hole, this giant industrial accident, kind of captured everyone's hearts? That's probably too strong. It just captured people's imaginations. It definitely captured mine. And after a decade of working on Atlas Obscura, Josh and I had decided it was time to finally put our money where our mouth was. After a bunch of phone calls, we got in touch with Sona and we put together a trip. Josh and I were going to help bring a small group of travelers there, about 12 people. We listed it and the trip sold out in 24 hours. We were finally going to have that beer at the edge of the gates of hell. Sona was going to be our guide, spring 2020. Uh, alas... So one big question that we've had in the newsroom here tonight. The trip Europe and never Asia happened. Impacted. What do you do if you have travel plans? Let's Canceled like every other 2020 trip by the pandemic. Is now the time to reconsider those plane tickets? Look, Lindsay. Um... After 10 years of writing and thinking about the gates of hell, they've come to occupy a strange place for me. Sort of always just over the horizon, burning off in the distance. I've also come to think about them as common knowledge. Like, at this point, how could you not know about the gates of hell? But Sona set me straight. A lot of, like, 80% of locals don't still don't know about the existence of Darvaza. Really? Really, really. When, they see, when I show photos to one of my, to my relatives or to my friends that have been here, look, they say, really, is it in Turkmenistan? Is it possible to go there? Even the, even locals don't know much about the Darvaza. It also is really clear that guiding tourists has a much deeper purpose for Sona. Uh, first of all, of course, it will be uh, good for Turkmen people because uh, we are still not very used to foreigners. But and for uh, tourists, it also will be useful because not much people know about even that there is such a country as Turkmenistan. So if as much people come here, they will learn much about our country and will tell their relatives, friends about being here. I like to change minds about my uh, hometown. And uh, guiding, it's not like only job, it's my, I like doing so much. I still keep in touch with some of the tourists, they become my friend. My organization was planning a trip. Uh, you were actually going to be our guide. Um, yeah, we were going to come out there, and, and then we had to cancel, obviously, because of the pandemic. 
but hopefully uh, I'll get to say hello in person someday because I would love to come and visit. I also hope so. As for me, for better or worse, the gates of hell get to remain a kind of distant myth, a promise always burning just over the horizon. And in a weird way, I kind of like it like that. If you, like me, uh, are inspired to travel to the gates of hell, there's some stuff you need to know. Turkmenistan still has one of the most difficult visa processes in the world, and the government is still very much an autocratic regime. But that said, with some research, and especially by traveling with a responsible tour operator, a trip to Turkmenistan is definitely doable and can be done in a way that primarily benefits locals, locals like Sona, who are more than ready to take you on a trip right to the edge of the gates of hell. I want to thank Sona Hyderova so much for making the time to speak with me. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, me, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, John Delore, and Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming and John Delore. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Dovezin Darvazeli. No, no, that's not it. (laughs) Derveza, that's how they say it. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay.